Good morning. This is Rob McDougall with Zeng Financial Investment Strategist here with your weekly economic update on September 12th, 2022. So today we're going to go over, as we always do, uh, economic releases last week, preview this week's economic releases, and tell you how the market uh, responded to the events from last week. So to start with, last week was a very light economic calendar, a holiday-shortened week. So we really only had one meaningful data point that came out last week, and that was the ISM Non-Manufacturing or Services Index. And that was uh, solid. It came in at 56.9, better than the expectation of 56.0, slightly better than last month at 56.7. So the only real economic data point besides uh, initial claims, which was solid last week, um, was, I would say, very very solid. So in terms of the market and how it responded last week, uh, fortunately, the equity markets broke a three-week skid down cycle and uh, posted positive returns last week. Um, In total, the S&P 500 last week was up about 3.7%, and U.S. growth stocks led the way this time, uh, up 4.7% for the week. Value was up roughly 3%. Small cap uh, actually outperformed last week at 4.6%, outpacing large cap at positive 3.6%. International markets uh, were up last week, but not as strongly as the U.S. market. International returns were dragged down by a negative return for the week in China of 30 basis points. In terms of fixed income returns, uh, fixed income returns were down last week. We continue to see rising interest rates. In fact, last week, the two-year treasuries were up 17 basis points, up to 3.51%. And the 10-year was up 12 basis points to 3.32%. Both of those yield levels are at the highest levels that we've seen since late in 2007, the early stages of the housing crisis. So in terms of the economic calendar for this week, actually uh, pretty packed uh, with eventful data points. First one is coming up tomorrow, Tuesday, September 13th. It's the CPI. Uh, this This is a big one. Everyone is focused on inflation. We've talked a lot about it. Um, with falling oil prices that we've seen, particularly at the pump, uh, the expectation is CPI is going to come down again this month. Now, last, uh, last month it came down nicely uh, from 9.1% in June down to 8.5% in July. So the expectation is that's going to come down further this month to 8.1%, again, largely based on uh, lower oil prices. Now, the result of this is that um, despite the fact that we see inflation going, um, at least receding somewhat, the Federal Reserve has not changed their stance. In fact, they've gotten a little stronger in terms of their language in terms of near-term increases. So there is a FUD funds or a Federal Open Market Committee meeting this month on the 21st of September. The expectation is we're going to see another 75 basis point increase. The Fed funds futures uh, suggest there's a 90% probability of that happening. 
On Wednesday, we're going to have the producer price index. And just like the consumer price index, the trend is starting to move positive direction or down. So in the month of June, the producer price index was up 11.3% year over year. July, it was a uh, was up year over year, 9.8%. The forecast for August is an increase of 8.9%. On Thursday, we'll get the retail sales number. Um, the uh, August forecast is a negative 0.2%. Now, last month, uh, month of July, that was flat. So no change month over month, which came down significantly from a positive 0.8% um, in the month of May. So that in terms, these numbers are good. It uh, doesn't help GDP, but it does help inflation and inflation expectations. Last one for this week in terms of economic data points uh, on Friday. The University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index will be out. Um, that had a very strong uptick uh, in the month of August, up to 58.2%. Um, two months prior to that, so that would be the month of June, it hit 50, which was the lowest point uh, since the index started back in 1952. So 50 back in June, July moved up slightly to 51.5, July or August up to 58.2, and the expectation is slight further improvement uh, for the September forecast at 61.0. One last thing on the economic side, uh, we do track GDP expectations uh, for the third quarter. We watch the Atlanta Federal Reserve. They often update their estimate. And surprisingly, they cut their estimate in half uh, for the third quarter. They went from 2.6% two weeks ago. Last week, they moved that down to 1.3%. Again, I think that is a good thing. If we have moderate growth, uh, it's going to take some of that pressure off inflation that we've seen. So that is it in terms of the economic calendar for the coming week. The last thing I want to end with is just mentioning the Zhang Financial Client events that are coming up starting at the end of this month. In Portage, we're going to have two events on the 28th of September. Detroit will have an in-person on October 19th. In Ada, we'll have an in-person presentation on the 26th of October. And we'll cap that off with a Zoom presentation on October 27th. Thank you, Rob. The difficult 2022 for stocks may not get much easier because as we now wait for better news on the inflation front, we have to contend with a seasonally weak month of September. While we got some welcome news in Friday's job report, more evidence of falling inflation will take time to materialize. The good news is a historically strong fourth quarter is right around the corner. If history is a guide, midterm election may add a late year boost. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. See you next time.